Hello, Gippsland. Welcome to the Make Gippsland Great Again podcast. You're with your hosts here, Joanne and Corey. Jo, how are you? I am great, Corey. How are you? I'm good. This is take three. Uh, I completely muffed up the first Let me intro. explain it. All right, go, go. Yeah, what he did was he hit play, which doesn't record. Play does not record, people, just so you know, for those at home. For those In your defence, I didn't pick up on it, so but we were having yeah, a lovely chat. We were having a good <laughs> chat, so we'll, we'll quickly go over some of that stuff again. What's been going on in your world, Jay? What are uh, you, what are you, how was your Easter? It was quiet, but good. I actually went camping for a couple of days. Oh, nice. Up in now an hour near oh. Albos, yep. Merlot area. Was it cold? Uh, it was drizzly, but I like that type of weather as long as it's not raining. Drizzly while you're camping. Yeah. There was a few. There was a couple of days where it's sunny, and then there was one day when it was a bit drizzly, which was nice. Do when you just put a jacket on and just sit in it, or do you? No, like, I go walking and stuff. Yeah, and fishing. I wasted two hours of my life fishing, while the fish literally jumped out of the water. <laughs> and look onto and your I'm mind. like trying to coach them onto my <laughs> hooks. Sorry, I was just catching my words. Then it was very frustrating. I wasn't relaxing at all. That part of were my you trip. just by yourself? Yes. And so you go walking in the drizzle? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I think, I feel like I would, if I'm camping and it's drizzly, I'm just like bunkering down in the tent. And Excuse put... me, you don't camp? No, not No. Well. <laughs> oh, I do camp. Well, I have camped. Okay. Before, but I, like <laughs> my wife doesn't like camping heaps. And so... No, oh, oh, fun fact for everyone listening in, Corey did have a great idea over the Easter holidays to take his family camping because he found a very cheap tent is that not true? No. That's no, pretty no, accurate. No, no, no. What happened no. was, what happened was <laughs> my wife, who doesn't like camping, right, and she's, and we were talking about maybe going away somewhere or, uh, and because we've got a couple of, a couple of little mini trips planned, um, so we're like, oh, I don't want to spend too much money. She, and then she came up with the idea of going camping. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then I was in Audi and she goes, oh, but we need a big tent because she didn't want the kids in a separate tent because of the girl that got stolen in Perth and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's a big thing. You only got kids. Those are all the things you consider, right? Anyway, so then she's like, we need a big tent. I was like, oh, well, look, that's not going to happen. Next minute, I'm in Audi. They've got a three-room tent three for 40 room. bucks. Yeah. Three room. What an investment. I, it didn't happen. No. We didn't do it. That because. Was, you would have hated it. Oh, who's going camping with a six-month-old? No one. It's hard work. It's hard enough in a house. Anyone listening out there, <laughs> if you go camping with a six-month-old, give us some tips. Hey, good, hey, <laughs> oh, good on you. Oh, 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 I take my hat off to you. I just don't know that that's what I want to be doing. And oh, it's not that there's a six-month-old. It's a six-month-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. The <laughs> five-year-old probably be all right. The three-year-old, oh, my gosh. You gotta watch her like a wolf. Yeah, she'd be mental. Oh, she's off it. Oh. <laughs> I swear God has given her to us to really build patience in us <laughs> and really grow our character. Anyway, anyway. So uh so we came a beautiful. Yes. So you enjoyed enjoyed that? Loved it. What about you? What did you get um, up to? I didn't do too much over Easter itself, although we did go, we did a family trip down to Port Welshpool. And had a look, hadn't been down there. I highly, highly, I want to highly recommend on this platform <laughs> the fish and chips at Port Welshpool. For real? Sensational. <laughs> I got a fisherman's basket for two, 25 bucks, cheap as chips and just fresh as a daisy. Like, and it fed the whole family. Like, seriously, it was massive. Massive, massive. Nothing else, there's not, nothing else is open down there. Just a little, like, corner store yep. that does fish and chips. Mm-hmm. And they do Thai fish cakes. Can recommend... 
But uh, Welsh, like the jetty itself, fantastic. They had a little park there. And I was like, oh, this will be great, you know. And we did the big trip down there, got the fish and chips, took a little while. We got, went to the park, went to walk on the jetty. We got about 50 metres down the jetty and then the three-year-old spat it. <laughs> we came home. Because <laughs> it's a long jetty, isn't it's it? It's a long, long jetty. It's yeah. really cool. It's yeah. really cool. It's yeah. a great, and I think it's a great spot yeah. for and the it's family. It's a beautiful area. Yep. Since uh, we hadn't been down there. I shall make your daughter... A wilderness adventure person. Yeah. Oh, she she, she is. She, uh, she just, it was just that time of the day. She was ready for a sleep. <laughs> we were ready for a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And then last weekend, touch football, sale, touch knockout. Look at you go. Oh, fantastic. Huge, huge. Did you, huge. Have, a, did you have a team playing? Uh, yeah. So we had a sale. We had a sale sort of rep team. One of the boys put together. So we had a men's team. Uh, we didn't have a women's team, but then we had a mixed team on the Sunday. So I had about 30-odd teams competing over the weekend, which is pretty good. So it's a good, good attraction. I think uh, it used to be a lot bigger. Like, mm. literally, we would have 60 to 80 teams here. Yeah, wow. Um, and it'd be massive. Uh, just due to COVID, uh, sort of things fell over a little bit over those couple of years. Do you know I've never noticed a touch tournament in sale? Oh, really? Over all these years. I haven't ever noticed this influx of people coming to play touch. I, you know, I did tell you that it was happening, though. Yeah. And I told you to come down and watch us. Did you? You strongly encouraged me to uh, come down. Yeah. I thought you'd come down and support, Joe. I was in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, from... In my defence... Yeah. Sunday was a rubbish day to be watching oh, any sport 100%. outside. The weather was atrocious. I was love so the idea of watching sport. However, yep. the conditions have to be perfect. I went down there thinking I would be like a backup player if I needed if they needed me in the afternoon on Sunday. I played all day men's. It was great. Had a really good time. And then great day Saturday. Went down Sunday and I thought, oh, if, and if I don't play, I can ref. Got down there. It's blowing a gale. Sideways rain. Flipping <laughs> cold. I was like, not today. <laughs> Not today. So I supported in spirit, watched the guys ah, and for a game. There and you go. <laughs> but hats off to the teams that, that put in and and, uh, and well organised. Um, but I think, like, there was a bit of a break because of COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they've got it up and running again, hopefully I think it'll be bigger and better next year. So well, watch out for that. Well, as usual, my support will be in thought, <laughs> not in the physical. So. <laughs> and the other thing that we mentioned that happened on the weekend, the Ruby's Cube tournament. Oh, yeah. Which I just, I didn't know was going now, on. Now, that's something I can get behind. Yeah, well, did you, so did you go to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. I talked to some of the young lads that were participating yep. in the comps. So, yeah, I found it super interesting. That's so what we say. There was one guy that could do six in a row Yeah, like he memorises all these cubes. He takes a couple of hours to, like, study them, and then he hits it out, and I think, under two minutes for the oh, six yeah. cubes. Yeah. So um, I was talking to a guy. So I thought that he was there to play touch footy because mm-hmm. he had, like, a shoe bag, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he had to play Did he footy. look athletic? Oh, you don't have to be athletic to play touch. I'm, I don't look athletic. I'm not athletic. Okay. <laughs> I'm extremely uncoordinated. I just love it. It's about having a go, Joe. Back, to the, Cuba, back to the Cuba. Right, back to the Cuba. Back to the Cuba. So, anyway, so he's got this little bag. I thought it was a shoe bag. Ends up, Aaron zips it. There's like four or five Rubik's Cubes in there. And this guy is telling me, he goes, oh, I'm not very good. He can solve Rubik's Cube in like four and a half seconds. <laughs> like, that's uh, intense. That's and, he's, so and he says he's not very good. So And then he said that the... 
the most famous Rubik's Cuba, I don't know if that's what you call them, but uh, the most famous Rubik's Cuba in the world is an Aussie, and he was here for the tournament. Ah, so, yes. And apparently the tournament was put on by the Rubik's Cube Community. Association of, of the world. Of the world. Yeah, like it's a world for real. Rubik's Cube organisation. Wow. And I saw somebody, uh, a friend of mine had taken her boys there to watch, and they have like these LED timers on every table. There's inspectors, people watching Others do it like wow. It's it's full on. Is cubing a transferable skill? Do you think? Yeah, because what I think what so what they do is um, they actually develop algorithms or stories that go along with the cube. For real? Yeah. Huh. So um, somebody was explaining it to me the other day. They they might think if they look at a face and they'll say in the top left corner, or, or they say, "Oh, I'm going to the kitchen. I'll go to the bench. Then I go to my sink." And then I'll go and pick out something out of the fridge and they like create a story for the face. And then they remember what are the moves that I have to do to get a colour into that spot. Um, And so, and and then, and some of them will just develop straight algorithms. It's like up, right, left, up, right, left, something like that. Um, And so, yeah, so algorithms, definitely transferable skill. Computer, computer science, and actually I spoke to three guys that were doing it and Mm. all of them were studying uh, like computer programming and <sighs> Another stuff. area I will never participate in. But like, I was like, "That's cool, man." That's <laughs> it cool. is. I have so much respect for I that. I like wish it, my brain. But I didn't know it was on. Like, it needed more advertising. Is it an interest of yours, though? Oh, would it? My young bloke loves it. Oh, I would have taken okay. him for sure. Okay, okay. would have taken him for sure. Okay. Anyway, well, so <laughs> there's Lots the intro. Of chit-chat. Yeah, I love it. But that's look. But that's what I love about this community. There's always something going on. Oh, there's always. Things, and there's always things to do. So it's good. So we just wanted to go back and and talk about you know um, we obviously had Michael Gettys on last week. Um, <coughs> The local, one of the local butchers from Getty's Meats, uh, and gosh, he had some really good stuff about what he's doing in his business, how he got to where he was. Um, I was inspired. Like he, he's still to me, he's a young lad, still. Um, but for, like I felt there was such a genuineness in his conversation with us, and I felt yeah, really lifted by his conversation. Yeah, it was really good. It was great. Yeah. It was like you said, very inspiring. Yeah, um, love <laughs> love doing this. So. Um, one of the gems or one of the things that really stood out to me uh, was the fact that, like, he doesn't ha- – he was like – when he's talking about the other butchers, um, there's no competition in mm. it. Like, they're really quite collegial in mm. the area and that there's there are quite a lot of butchers here locally. I was like, that's fantastic. The idea that everyone can win yeah. is so – like, I feel like in business uh, what you see is, oh, I've got to dominate everyone else. Mm. But I don't think it needs to be like that because it's – no. Have you heard of Blue Ocean, Red Ocean? No. Like, um, and I might have these colours the wrong way around. <laughs> Forgive me. So one is, <clears throat> if it's a Red Ocean, it's like um, that niche or that market is saturated. Mm, okay. Like there's too many people providing a service or providing a product in that niche, mm-hmm. uh, in that area. And then Blue Ocean is where it's a completely unsaturated area. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think that most areas of mm. blue ocean. Yeah. Like there's opportunity for anyone yeah. in any market. Well, if you think about it, no one can solely dominate a single industry with just their product. So for hospitality, for example, obviously there's different cuisines, there's different ways of delivering your product. Not one person can match all those 
um, needs within a community, within, you know, a city, whatever. So you need that diversity to actually create higher standards as well yeah. and to create interest. Oh, for sure. And the <coughs> fact that not everybody likes the same thing. Mm. Like everybody has different tastes, different interests. Yeah. As exhibited, like, just look at the Ruby's Cube, touch footy. Like, you're not interested in either of those. I would say I appreciate both. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, like, yeah. like you said, like, you know, McDonald's would probably dominate that whole fast food industry area, and yet you've got KFC, Red Rooster, like, and then plus all your local businesses, yeah. your local fish and chip shops, your local burger Correct. joints, um, Mexican, what you know, whatever it is, like you said, hospitality, mm. there's just so much. Mm. There can be so much variety mm. and, and all of them can win. Yeah. Um, all right. I just thought I just thought that was great, particularly in, in his industry that, that it's, you know, and it's not just him that sort of feels that way that they're, all those guys in that area or mm. in that field really feel the same way and are really there to, to work with each other and help be, build each other up. And I like the way he, in that sense, he really did represent collectively his industry. Mm. It was almost championing every other little small business butcher yep. in our area, which I think is just a, a wholesome way, and it's a very overused word, but very humbling yep. um, because to me I go, well, he's not out there to actually, you know, build his own business, his little em- empire, but Michael fully knows that to be able to create a successful business you actually need yeah. your competition, yeah. for a better word, yep. to succeed. Yeah. You really do. It yep. creates talking point. It creates a standard within the area. Yep. And I love that about Michael. Like he really has a, um, an essence of humbleness about him in everything we talked about from family, business, personal. Um, one thing that really stood out to me about our conversation with was his um, when we talked about mindset um, you don't lose until you quit. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. And he's been in his own business for years now. And even through COVID, like one of those most testing times, it's almost built his resilience mm. and tenacity to come back to his vision, come back to the long-term goal that his family's knitted into, that he, the broader community's knitted into, yeah. to being able to uh, train and equip his own staff yeah, to yeah. work through all that yeah. as well. So. I, you know, I really took that away from the conversation as well. Like, you know, for someone who came into business at such a young age to be able to draw from his own, I think it was almost like inbuilt in him, that mindset. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was something new that he had to create, but it was like, well, hang on, I'm actually someone who's very thankful and I'm here to build into the community. How am I going to do that? But I think, um, like, I think that... uh, he may have gone into business with that mindset already, but he'd built that in himself. Like right. you talked about how yeah. he'd watched these motivational videos mm. and 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 uh, and he'd obviously been, like you said, he'd been doing some gym work and bodybuilding, that sort of stuff. Mm. And so he had that, he's like, oh, I need to, this is how I succeed. This is how I keep continuing to build. Mm. Um, that I And like you said, that I don't lose, like you don't lose until you quit. Mm. That's massive. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, it really... I don't know, like that that perseverance to be able to just keep going when when times are tough. Massive, I reckon, in business. Do you know it'd be interesting? The more business owners we talk to, however long we do this for, what those common threads are. Because yeah. even talking to Kez from the Nutrition Pod, I know her mindset was quite similar. Different yep. business altogether. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her outlook to other businesses, her outlook towards herself was similar to Michael's in that sense of. 
you know, um, being humble, but also that area of gratitude and being thankful for the humble beginnings. Mm. You know, she was working in on a dairy farm to begin with in the bank. You know, Michael's the same, did the apprenticeship, left school very early. Yeah. Um, but that didn't seem to sort of put him on the back step of having his own business. Yep. In fact, he, he looked at that in a, a way of going, well, yeah, I've left school early, but it's actually given me these skills. Yeah. I'm like, how cool is that? I think, I think to be a business owner, you've, you've got to have a thick skin. Yeah. Like, um, you can't go into it sort of thinking everything's going to be roses and uh, whatnot. Like, or from what I've seen anyway, <laughs> I mean, obviously I haven't owned my own business as mm. yet, um, but certainly like from what I can from just from the people that you meet and mm. even yourself, like just knowing people that do own businesses and are successful, uh, that is definitely a mm. characteristic that they that they carry, um, <clears throat> and um, and that sort of dovetails into the thing that one of the other things that I really picked up was that knowing that his goal was always to own his own business. Yeah, that um, was powerful. You know, like he he entered that apprenticeship. Um, going, oh, one day I'm going to own my own mm. business. It wasn't like I'm just here to be an employee. And so when he had that mindset or that thinking uh, from the outset, that it immediately would have made him start to accrue more and more skills mm. because he was like, I need to accrue these skills, not so I can, uh, so that I, you know, I can eventually one day be the boss or mm. the owner, mm. um, knowing that I'm, I need to keep learning. I need to keep picking things up um, because I'm not going to be an employee forever. Mm. Um, I'm going to need to know how to do these things yeah. for myself. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's really big because that that ability to to continue to learn or to you know to think what can I learn? What yeah. am I learning out of this? What are some of the either the relationships that I need to build? Uh, what are the <laughs> skills that I need to acquire? What's going? You know, looking going. Oh, what's he doing? You know, what's the boss doing there with the accounts and stuff? Because as an employee butcher or as an apprentice butcher, you probably wouldn't see that sort mm. of things I wouldn't expect. Mm. Um, so you're mostly focusing on cut, cutting up meat, but then you've got to go, oh, there's accounts to be paid and there's pe- there's um, there's wages to be paid. And yeah, it's like the reality check starts to yeah. kick in as well yeah. when you start to go, oh, what does that look like? Because yep. I remember um, like when I started off as a chef and I sort of started entertaining that idea of, oh, you know, one day maybe I'll have my own blah, blah, blah. And I remember working in a place, and it wasn't the best working environment. On the surface, it was a very reputable restaurant. Um, and I just remember going, you know what? I love working with the, the team. My employers aren't, you know, they're not going to win any national award for <laughs> decency. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but I remember going, well, I've got a choice. And I'm like, oh, I can learn what not to do. And I just yep. started really observing, not being critical, but going, oh, if I, if I did this, that is something I could do. I could actually replicate that yeah, and right. fall into the same patterns or I can learn from it. Yeah. But my question would be like a lot of young people go, oh, you know, whether it's an apprenticeship or, um, you know, when they're just starting off, I want to own my own business. I want to do my own IT business. I want to be, you know, have my own mechanic business. But then not everyone achieves that. Yeah. So what keeps that person uh, sustained on their vision? What keeps pushing them, keeps coming back to that? Because it gets hard. Yeah. It gets really hard. And you, the reality of small business is it's 24-7, 365 yeah. days a, a year, and it can drain you down. So, yeah. but I, Well, so I, I actually think, um, <clears throat> and you, hear, you might hear like some, some, like some one guy that I follow, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, 
and he'll talk about like if if it doesn't if it's not happening for you, you're not putting in the work. Mm. It's because you're not passionate about it. Mm. Like that's that's mm. your telltale that you actually don't really want to do that. Yeah. If that makes sense, yep. and that's why it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a like an inner inner person, if you like, that that really either latches onto something and and really wants to run with it, regardless of of what the outcome is going to be, or you're actually shrinking back from it because that's not actually what you really want. You yeah. think you might think that's what you want, but that's not actually yeah. what you're passionate about. Yeah. And so maybe you need to pivot or switch. Um, one of the things you said, or some of the, one of the things that sort of just that you said that sort of brought back to my memory was one of my my mentor's mentor, um, wow. something that he'd said <laughs> a, a while ago, and, and he said he was working, and this guy is in, in overseas in Southeast Asia, and he said he was working at a textile factory. Mm. And he, and he remembered as a young bloke walking in there and going, if I was to run this place, or if I was to own this place, how would I run it? Mm. And, he st- and he said, you need to start thinking mm. like that. In any, right. in any workplace you're in, um, in any position that you're in, if, whether it's a school, whether it's government, whether whatever it is, if you were, if you were to be, because it's easy to, like you said, it's a, it can be easy to be critical. Mm. Um, but for us to, for as a person to go, oh, if you don't agree with something, okay, then how would you do it? Mm. What's the solution? Mm. Because that actually, because then you can actually go, oh, hey, boss, here's an idea of something that we can either mm. do differently or maybe at one some point you get elevated to that yeah. position and you go, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I already have a game plan for this yeah. because I've been thinking about this for a while. And I think Michael touched on that. Oh, I'm coming back to that. Yeah. Watch me do this. Yeah, no, no <laughs> um, he, he was talking about uh, one of the young lads that works at his business and he's just outstanding. Like he, you go in there and he's so attentive to you, right? Yeah. And I I remember in our conversation, like, you know, Michael saying, like, that's someone he actually really invests in. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. I yeah. really yeah. love that. Like that, you know, he's seeing that this raw material, this, yeah. this person who's young, who didn't start out with so much confidence, but he actually sort of sifted through, um, you know, that young person starting off as a teenager doing his own apprenticeship. Yep. Maybe Michael went, hey, I, I've been there. I've walked yep. those steps. But saw the ability in him to be a really great butcher, customer service. Yep. Potentially maybe he could invest in that. Yep. So I, I love that because I think, you know, you've, you've got to be able to go as a, a leader yep. as well, going what's their potential and do yes. they see that? Yeah. Yep. How can I help them see yeah, that if sure. they don't already? Yep, 100%. Yeah. No, I love it. That's good. And that actually... Brings me to my next point. Go, go, go. <laughs> the other thing that really stood out to me was the the transition for him. Yes. For from employee to right. owner, and and the transition of ownership from the previous owner to himself, mm. and how smooth that was for him. Mm. Um, that it wasn't a, yeah, that it wasn't a hard that it wasn't a hard transition. One, I guess, because of the skills and the things that he'd learned and the mindset that he had mm. on the way there. But two, also, I think that there's a big. Uh, hat tip here to the previous owner. God, not was it Robbie? Robbie's mate? Yes, was it was it previously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they, the way that they were able to transition it mm. to him, um, and that he and he would have stayed on and showed him everything that he could for him to be successful in mm. owning that business. Mm. So that transition and legacy is massive. Mm. Like, um, like I think that that's big to be able to build a business yourself from scratch, and then to be able to. Because you don't want to, I don't reckon when you put your life into something so heavily and for so long, you don't want to see it die 
when you stop. No. Like it's got to, it's got to, it's almost like you've got to be able to plant something in the next, in that next generation, the next person mm-hmm. to come through so that there's legacy. Yeah. That it, that it continues. The transition yeah. uh, continues that there, it's all not necessarily seamless or no change, but that there's still, um, success isn't the right word. But con- continuity yeah. In, yeah. in what's been placed yeah. there so that what you've built and the time that you've placed into it continues and, and lives on in, in you know, mm. in, a, in another. And again, like, I, like when I bought my business, yep. I bought it obviously from an existing uh, cafe owner, we flipped it completely. Yeah. So there can be that difference of mentality as well of going, well, this is a business that was just for the here and now. Yeah. What happens after that transition mm. with a new owner? That's up to them. So, but what he, what Michael has experienced is that he not only worked and was um, trained under the owner, but obviously at some point there was an investment being made in that training to go, hang on, this could be the person that's going to invest after me. Yeah. I think that's really cool as yeah. well. And, you know, even like, you know, we both work in schools. Um, constantly just looking for kids that going, I'm just going to, you know, sow into them. I'm going to, you know, invest into them because maybe what I put in them, they're going to run with that in yeah. their future. Yeah. Maybe, you know, what I know in my lifetime, they're actually going to excel. But if I don't connect with them yeah. and communicate that with them, how can they excel? Yeah, for sure. So no, it's that, it's I think it's that flip motion as well of going from, well, am I doing my here and now about just sustaining my little bubble? Yeah. Or how does that look on the, on the macro? Yeah. You know, I love that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that look? Yeah. Because, what you know, when it's all said and done, yeah. we do die. Sorry yeah. for anyone who's delusional. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, we do invest. We yeah. do, whether it's time, whether it's yeah. money, whether it's care, whether it's taking responsibility for that, you know, that next step for yeah. whoever's coming behind us. Yeah, and, that, and it's the ripple effect of moments that you have with people yeah. too. Like... Um, the understanding that, and like, it can be an investment over time, but there's, but I feel like there's always moments that can change things There's for critical people. moments, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. And they're the things that really have a ripple effect in people's yeah. lives, people's businesses, into the community. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but literally it's like throwing a rock into, a, into the middle of the yeah. lake and Lake Guthridge and creating a tidal wave at the other end kind of thing. <laughs> but that can happen. Absolutely. It can literally happen yeah. because, of, because of what you invest in yeah. people, I reckon. And it's probably a lot about uh, focus yeah. um, because you can have those moments. But the important thing to recognise it is momentarily. Yeah. So if you miss that, do you get the next chance? Do you get to take that again? Probably not. Yeah. And I think in Michael's situation, yeah, he was young, but he took a chance. Yeah. And he embraced that moment, whether it was the training, whether it was, you know, he's talked about bodybuilding yeah. to increase mindset, yeah. um, you know, but I think it's important to go, it's actually worth risking mm. because what's the worst that can happen is you fail. Yeah. yeah. I think that was something that, that I really decided within myself when I had my business, am I prepared to lose my house over this? Yeah, is it right. worth the risk? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually yeah. because... That I can rebuild. And yeah. I think most business people that are successful go bust yeah. at one point. Yeah. And it actually creates this um, tenacity in them to go, well, that was the worst yeah. and I got through it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can become really self-conscious of what other people think or, you know, I've, I should have done it differently. We should have done it a thousand times differently. However, 
you know, breaking that self-consciousness and actually coming back to the, the why we do it, yep. not what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a powerful thing to oh, success in business, successing your own personal yep. life. And that I, there's risk in everything. Yeah. There's absolute risk in everything. It's how much you're willing to risk. Right. Um, and you don't want to take, you don't take dumb risks. You're not, you don't want to gamble with what you've already built and saved. No. Like, that that's being smart about what you do, but yeah. then also going, oh, lessons learned. Yeah, exactly. What have I, what have I learned out of exactly. this? And what, how, how can I grow? I, how do I, yeah, how yeah. do I grow? How do I learn from it? Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, it's good. It's good. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, thanks so much for your time, Joe. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you. And uh, we will <laughs> catch you again. We've got some great uh, guests coming up in the I next couple so of weeks. I am so excited about our uh, next guest. Yeah. Do you want to give a little sneak peek? Um... I won't you just don't. Yet. No. Ah. <laughs> We've well, got some new business owners coming in. Yep. We're going to have conversations. So same sort of theme. We're just going to talk about their story. Um, but they're from two very different uh business areas. So yep. I'm really excited. Two very different personalities yep. too. I'm really excited of what those conversations are going to look it's like. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us here on uh, the Make Gippsland Great Again podcast and we shall catch up with you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Make Gippsland Great Again. You can find more great podcast content on all your good podcast providers such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. You'll also find us on TikTok at Sale Community Connect and... And Instagram. See you around, Gippsland.